turn with me to the book of Matthew and uh, the fifth chapter, Matthew chapter number five. Uh, If I could get uh, one of you to get me a water, uh, I don't know whose this is, but it could be three or four different peoples and I don't trust anybody right now. What I had, I don't want uh, again or I don't want whatever anybody else has, so. Matthew chapter number 5 tonight, good to see a good crowd on Wednesday night, Um, uh, especially a rainy Wednesday night, dark rainy Wednesday night, and uh, we're grateful that you're here tonight. Matthew chapter number uh, 5, we're in verse number 7, Lord willing if he'll help us, uh, we'll finish this thought tonight, uh, out of verse 7 on blessed are the merciful. And uh, that's that's my that's my goal. Um, I think this is the <clears throat> the third uh, this is the third time that we've been uh, in this uh, this verse Matthew five verse number seven. Um, and so uh, we'll uh, we'll finish it up tonight, Lord willing. Let's stand a minute. We'll read uh, we'll read uh, just the one verse. Matthew 5, 7, <clears throat> I had a voice until I got here, and uh, I feel it slipping away. What a joy. <clears throat> Matthew 5 and verse number 7, uh, I, I love all of these verses that we've read uh, in Matthew 5, but my goodness, there's something about this verse that resonates so much in my heart. Uh, because like you, I have experienced the mercy of God. How many of you is grateful for the experience of the mercy of God in your life? Matthew 5, 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Let's read it again, just for good measure tonight. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Uh, mercy. Let's pray tonight. Lord, we, we love you. Lord, we thank you tonight for mercy. That's what we've received. That's what we need tonight. God, we thank you for it. <clears throat> Lord, I pray, God, that you would uh, uh, help us, Lord, in the preaching part of the service. Lord, I pray. God, give me that that we need. Give me that that I need. Lord, thank you tonight for your word. Thank you tonight that you've revealed truth to us that will help us. God, we bless you for it. Lord, as we study thy word tonight, God, illuminate our minds. Lord, uh, use uh, your preacher tonight, I pray. And uh, God, I'm grateful to be yours. Lord, thank you tonight, God, that Calvary settled that. And thank you for the mercy that has been received. Uh, at Calvary Lord thank you tonight for the mercy that's been given in each and every one of our lives Lord we're grateful we ask you to help us in Christ's name amen you can be seated tonight Uh, I I took uh, the first Wednesday night or Sunday whatever it was that we the first service that we dealt with this portion of text brother Dallas uh, and I preached on a scriptural definition of mercy, how, how the Bible defines mercy. And we found out that it is not exactly like you and I would uh, maybe define mercy 
in the sense of not giving someone what they deserve, though that is a part of mercy. Uh, we find that the price, uh, when mercy is involved, is always paid. It just depends on who pays the price. And I'm grateful tonight to know who paid the price. And it was not me. And it was not you. It was a price too high that I could not pay. But Jesus paid the price. And that's why there's so much mercy at Calvary because you enter into that payment, that price that was paid. And the scriptural definition of mercy is uh, compassion in action. Uh, God sent his son. He saw man in his sin and he sent his son. That's compassion in action. Jesus gave his life as a result of man in his sin. That is mercy. That is compassion in action. Uh, and so we, we looked at a scriptural definition. That's all I'll say about it tonight. If you want to listen to more of it, you can go online and listen and catch up. Uh, then the, then the uh, uh, last time that we met, I, I preached on uh, the same outline that we've used uh, through all of our teachings on the Beatitudes so far, uh, and we gave you, I gave you two of them, uh, of the three. Uh, mercy uh, is a paradox. It is opposite of what the world says. It is opposite of the world's mindset. It is uh, every man for himself. Uh, uh, help those that help you. Love those that love you. Be good to those that are good to you but mercy is a paradox and again you can find that and catch up uh, and then we saw the progression of mercy it falls in line with all of the other beatitudes before it and it starts with poor in spirit and then there are those that mourn and then there are those that are meek and then we find the man or the woman that's hungering and thirsting after righteousness and then we find the merciful and there is a progression there Tonight, I want to preach on the promise uh, to the merciful. The promise. Uh, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. It is a promise. And I want to tell you tonight that it is a promise to you, and it is a promise to me. And I love the Bible promises. Thank God for the promises of the Word of God. Promises, the songwriter said, promises, all of them true. Thank God his word is truth. It is, his promises are true. You can take them to the bank. You can rest in them tonight. You can rejoice in them tonight. That the promises of God, I may fail you, you may fail me. Man may fail one another, but the promises of God are all secure in Christ Jesus tonight. You can trust him and his word. Uh, here's the promise. Uh, verse 7, blessed are the merciful. Well, there's the first part of the promise. He said that those that are merciful are blessed. Blessed are the merciful. Uh, again, the definition of blessed in our context is happy or fortunate or well off. And so the Lord Jesus in this Sermon on the Mount looks at the congregation and he said, those that are merciful are well off. Those that are merciful are happy people. Those that are merciful are blessed people. Well, I want to be a blessed man, a blessed home, a blessed church. Then according to the word of God, I better be merciful. It'll be beneficial in my life. 
But the promise goes on, uh, and it gets even better. For they shall obtain mercy. The Lord gives us a promise of blessedness. And that blessed are speaks of right now. It speaks of in the moment of life that you're in. That are is a now kind of word. But then there is a future word, they shall. And I want to tell you something tonight. God will be good to you right now. And God will be good to you tomorrow. If you'll practice, if you'll live in the mercy of God and extend the mercy of God, there's a blessing today and there's mercy tomorrow. Hallelujah. I'm living in some of yesterday's stuff today. And so are you. Let's take a little bit of time tonight and look at this promise. Uh, Blessed are the merciful. What is it about mercy that brings such blessedness into your life and my life? Uh, Well, let me give you about four things. I held five fingers up. Uh, I can't count. Uh, Let me remove my thumb and let me give you four things tonight uh, that I I, I believe will help us uh, in dealing with the promise to the merciful. Uh, What is it so blessed about this? Uh, Number one, I want to say to you tonight uh, that uh, that's what we are that makes us so blessed. Blessed are the merciful. And uh, the reason why it's so blessed in my life and so blessed in your life is the Bible uses the word the merciful. The merciful. Uh, I, I understand that there are lost people that can show acts of mercy. There are lost people that can be merciful because even sinners have experienced the mercy of God. If you're here tonight and you've never been saved, you got up this morning because of the mercy of God. God had every right to put you in hell. God had every right before you got saved to let you die in your sin and go to hell because you had rejected Jesus. How many services did you come in here or did you come in a church like this and you heard the word of God preached? How many times... Did you hear the word of God and you rejected him? You rejected his goodness and he could have put you in hell and if you're here tonight lost, he still could but you're here breathing. That is the mercy of God. God being kind to you and allowing you to live in his his world, breathe his air just so you can get saved. That's mercy. And lost people have experienced to to a degree a level of mercy. I was driving down uh, the highway today and uh, coming from Jackson, South Carolina, uh, back towards the house. And uh, there was a, uh, Seth, you may have seen it before, there's a truck uh, pulled over on the side of the road. An old man sits out there. And every time I've ever gone back and forth that way, he sits out all day long and he's got Bible verses uh, on the side of the highway. And uh, this afternoon I read it, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And and if you never made it into a church, if you never heard an old-fashioned preacher, God's God's got a remnant, God's got a reminder of His mercy on the side of a road. Show a sinner, if you want Him, He wants you before you ever wanted Him. It's mercy. 
but it didn't put all of us in hell. It's mercy that he got me up this morning. It's mercy that I have what I have. It's mercy that I am what I am. Paul said, by the grace of God, it is the mercies of God. And uh, uh, the Old Testament said in Lamentations that those mercies that I'm talking about are new every morning. Um, a sinner knows of that mercy. He's experienced it whether he recognizes it or not. Whether he could ever say this side of being saved, maybe on the other side of Calvary, after he trusts Christ, he can look back and say, you know, it was a mercy I didn't die in that car wreck and go off into hell. It was a mercy uh, that this bad situation didn't go worse than it was because had I died, I'd have gone to hell. But on this side, pre-salvation, he may not recognize the mercy that's there. But you certainly couldn't say of him that he is merciful. Because merciful is a description of God. Uh, I'm reminded of some verses. I wrote them down. Psalm 103, verse 8. The Bible said that the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. You see how that's a description of the Lord? The Lord is merciful. I'm going to tell you something tonight. Outside of grace, outside of me being saved, you could say uh, uh, Josh Williams did an act of mercy, but outside of being born again, it could not be said that Josh is merciful, but it could be said of the Lord, the Lord is merciful. Psalm 116 verse 5. The Bible said, Gracious is the Lord and righteous. I think we could stop an amen right there. But it goes on. Yea, our God is merciful. Our God is merciful. It is a description of who he is. It's a part of his nature. It's a part of his character. It is part of who our God is. If you want to find words to describe him, Mercy is way up there on the words to describe our God. As a matter of fact, even on the worst days, the Bible said, in wrath, remember mercy. And I want to tell you something tonight. Even in the wrath of God, there is mercy. It is God in His nature. It is a descriptive word of who our God is. Is anybody glad tonight that we serve a merciful God? And the Bible says, blessed are the merciful. And uses that to describe a man or a woman. Uses a word that really only fits to God. Uses a word that really only could describe God. I mean, who else could be described as merciful? And yet the Lord Jesus in his preaching says uh, that there is a man, that there is a woman, there is a people that are described with a very descriptive word of the Savior that they have now received that description. They're merciful. That's who they are. 
Uh, I believe tonight that that makes this a blessed promise. Because here's what that means. I have come to Calvary. I have recognized I was a sinner. I have fell before the Lord in my need and cried out for mercy and I have received mercy and the word is merciful. I could go a little further tonight and say not only did I get mercy, I got full of mercy. When the Lord saved you, he didn't give you a little shot of mercy. He didn't give you a little dose of mercy. He didn't give you a little pill of mercy. He filled you up with mercy. You needed mercy to overflow. And and he flowed into your life with mercy that overflowed your cup. All the mercy you'll ever need, he gave you. All the mercy you could ever want, he gave you. And if that ain't enough, hey, get up in the morning, there'll be more. And tomorrow there'll be more. And the next day there'll be more. Why? Because he is merciful. And when he saved you, uh, he gave you his nature. And now you are merciful. I'm going to say something to you tonight and you won't like it because it won't sound right. But I'll say it and say it again and back up and say it again and then dig in real deep and keep saying it. I am merciful. I knew you weren't going to like it. Now preacher, if we said that about you, that would be understandable. Our preacher is merciful. If my wife said that about me, that'd be understandable. My husband is merciful. If my children said that about me, that would be understandable. If, if, if Brother Nathan said that about me, that would be understandable. But if you say it about yourself, that seems a little braggadocious. But I'm going to say it again. I am merciful. You didn't like it any better the second time as you did the third, first time, so let's try it again. I am merciful. Preacher, that sounds awful bold to me. About as bold as saying... I am washed. Well, I didn't wash myself. I just got washed at Calvary. Here, here's one for you. I am justified. My sins gone, past, present, and future. They're under the blood. I am justified. You don't have no problem with that one. Here, here's one for you. I am forgiven. Preacher, I don't know how you can say that. I do because the word of God said that I was. I am forgiven. I am clean. I am washed. I am merciful. (laughs) It is the work of Christ. My old nature was so messed up. My old nature was so bad. My old nature was so wrong that he had to get rid of my old nature and took it on himself on the cross of Calvary, died in my place, and he gave me his nature. And now because of Calvary, now because of mercy received, I am merciful. You see that? So when the Bible said, blessed are the merciful, you can go home tonight and rejoice. That's what we are. If you've been saved. 
if Jesus is your Savior. Caleb, the, the, uh, a couple Sundays ago, a month of Sundays ago, when God saved you, he gave you mercy. Uh, James, when God saved you the Sunday before last, he gave you mercy. Riley, when God saved you last Friday night, he gave you mercy. And he didn't just give you a little. He filled you with mercy. And you've got stuff living in you that you never knew you needed and that you never thought you'd have. You got all of it. Mercy. That's what we are. Because of an extension of mercy. God brought it to man. Because of an encounter with mercy. One day I met God. It was wonderful that God brought it to man. That's mercy. But there's a lot of men going to hell with mercy at their fingertips. There's a lot of men that going to hell with mercy right out in front of them. And yet they denied and rejected the mercy of God and entered into uh, eternity in their sin. Uh, uh, thank God it was extended. But thank God there was an encounter. I, I'm glad for the day that I met the merciful Savior. Because of an experience. I'm full of mercy tonight because I have experienced mercy. And all of it. And I keep on experiencing mercy. It wasn't just something I did when I got saved and I come to Jesus and got saved and said I need mercy and he gave me mercy. It's something that I got to get every morning. I need God's mercy every day. I need God's mercy every hour. Somebody help me right there. I didn't just get saved at seven and, and didn't need no more mercy. I'm needing mercy every day of my life. But I found that he's merciful and he's filled me with that mercy. I've experienced. It's something that you know about. This is something that you understand. This is something that dwells within you. It is there. Blessed are they that are merciful. If God ever saved you, it's in you. And if you couldn't find mercy in your heart with a good coon dog, it might be because it ain't there. Well, I'm just not a merciful person. You might not want to talk out loud no more. Because when God saved you, He made you a merciful person. Now you're going to have to learn how to be what God made you. But you got all of it in you. Help me right there. I'm still learning how to be what God wants me to be. And He's still working on me. And I'm still learning how to live the life that God wants me to live. But I got all of it. One preacher said it like this, the moment you got born, the moment you came into this world, you got all the life that you're ever going to have until you draw your last breath and you're gone. You don't, a young person don't have any more life. You may have more years than someone else, but you got all the life that you're ever going to have until you leave this world. And when you get saved, you got all of the attributes of God living in you that he intended you to have. You just have to learn how to live. It's a blessed promise because that's what we are. Let me move quickly tonight. Y'all still all right? Not only is it a blessed promise because that's what we are. It's a blessed promise because that's what... Let me say this first. Let me back up and 
You remember Matthew chapter 5, verse 25, the, the master, the Lord gives it, the illustration, the master tells his servants, uh, he gives one servant two uh, or five talents, he gives another servant two talents, he gives another servant one talent. And he goes away and he comes back and the man with the five talents has turned his into ten. And he looks at that man and says, well done thou good and faithful servant. He looks at the man with two talents and he's turned them into four. And he said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Looks at the man with the one, the one thing he had and he buried it and made nothing of it, did nothing with it. And here's what the Lord said to those first two men. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. We've rejoiced because the illustration at hand is, is uh, you give God your life and, and you let God save you and you let God take your life. One of these days you'll hear those words, well done thou good and faithful servant. But can anybody be honest tonight and, and understand that when we stand before God, none of us really expect to hear him say that we've done good or been faithful. But we believe the Bible. Paul said, I fought a good fight. I finished the course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And not for me only, but all them that love his appearing. That's 2 Timothy chapter number 4. And again, he said, there's a crown of righteousness laid up for me. Good and faithful servant. Crown of righteousness. How, how could someone make that boast? i tell you how, because that's what God said. And how could you make that boast tonight that you're full of mercy because it's what God did. And you know it's there if it's there. You've seen it. It's what you are. You can't help but running into what you are. And you know it's there. Here's the second one tonight. Not only is it blessed, is it a blessed promise because it's what we are, but it's a blessed promise because it's what we do. Y'all still with me? Blessed are the merciful. It's what we do. Um, merciful. I am merciful because of Calvary. And so I have found in my life that it is what I do. I give mercy. I don't even know if you've, if, and I'm not saying I'm always the epitome of mercy. Oh, I've been wrong on that. But I find myself doing what I am. Y'all talk back to me now. It is what I do. It is when, 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 you've, been, when you've been to Calvary, you recognize I didn't deserve any of this. It, it, it will help you recognize that other people that's lost need this just as much as you do. And you'll get over this. Well, I'm not going to tell them because they don't have my same skin color. I'm not going to tell them because they have weird hair. Or I'm not going to tell them because they have uh, this problem or that problem. You'll see them in the same uh, place that you've seen yourself. And you'll see yourself in the same place that you see them. Uh, because if God 
could reach down and save you and give you mercy, then surely you could take that same mercy and give it to somebody that needs it in their life. I think why some of our folks in society are so pious and religious and without any mercy is because they never in fact have ever encountered it. They boast of their deeds, they boast of their name, they boast of their nature, they boast of their bloodline, they boast of who they are, they boast of what they've done. But here's what I found out, anybody who ever became a sinner and ever got saved from their sin, there ain't a whole lot of time for boasting on me and you. What do we boast in? Paul said that we glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. give mercy it's what they know mercy it's, uh, it's kind of like breathing God reached down to Adam and the Bible said when he made him he scooped him up out of dirt and he fashioned him and he formed him and he made him into the image of God and here's what the Bible said and, and, and he breathed into Adam's nostrils Adam became a living the breath of God breathed and Adam came alive. And Adam and his descendants have been breathing ever since. And you don't even recognize it. It's just in and out, in and out, in and out. And it's like breathing and all that mercy of heaven. Hallelujah. Boy, I'm helping myself preaching tonight. All that mercy of heaven. I mean, you, you deserved all of that hell. You deserved all of that pain. You deserved all that was coming to you. But what you got was Calvary. What you got was the blood. What you got was washed. And when you got all that mercy, it just flows out of you. Merciful. It's what we do. We tell sinners, we gather around saints that are hurting and we say, I don't know what to do, but I'm here. We go to the graveyard and we say, I don't, and mercy is not always needed because somebody sinned. Sometimes mercy is needed because somebody's poor. Sometimes mercy is needed because somebody's hurting. Sometimes mercy is needed because something bad's happened. That's not a result of any one particular person's sin. Go down the graveyard and we say, I don't know what to do, but I'm here with my arm around you. And I won't leave until you leave. You, you didn't do that kind of stuff. But mercy walked into your graveyard. Mercy will get you up off your pew and get you on an altar with a little child. Or an adult. Or a friend. Or somebody you don't know and say, I just want you to know. I don't know where you're at. But where God found me had to be worse than where you're at. And if God could fix my home, he can fix yours. Oh, y'all help me right there. If God could save me, he can save you. Mercy. It's what we do. It's what we do when we preach truth. And they call it hate. And I don't have time to preach all that tonight, but they call it hate. They say, oh, them hateful Christians, they always talk, but oh, I want you to know there ain't a more loving crowd in this world than the man or the woman who will look at you and tell you the truth. Even if it's not what you want to hear. We move in compassion 
to the point of action. I was reading, I did not know this was the term that was used. Joseph, no fault of his own. Genesis, uh, Joseph is sold by his brothers and thrown into the pit. Y'all remember the story? I'm nearly done. He was thrown into the pit and uh, sold into slavery. That band of men come by and they brought him into Egypt. Joseph wrongfully accused. He's cast into pit or into a, another pit, into a prison. And here's what the Bible said. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. It wasn't a sin he had committed. The Bible said that the Lord showed him mercy. Compassion in action. Paying the price on behalf of somebody else. And there come a day way down the road that all them brothers who lied about him, all them brothers who sold him into slavery, all them brothers who lied to the dad and said that Joseph was dead, there come a day when God put them right in front of Joseph and Joseph could have, I mean he was second highest in command in all the land of Egypt and he could have had them killed on the spot. But when the day came, he, you know what he did? Mercy flowed out of Joseph. Mercy was extended. You say, because in a pit one night, Joseph ran into mercy and it changed his life. And when somebody else stood in front of him that needed it, that's what we do. Mercy. Thirdly, not only is it a blessed promise promise to the merciful because that's what we are. It's a blessed promise because that's what we do. It's a blessed promise because that's what we need. <laughs> I mean it's right here in the text. Blessed are the merciful for they what? Shall what? Obtain mercy. Well, Why do they need mercy? If they're merciful because they're not Jesus and they're not in glorified bodies and they still need it. And here's the blessedness of the promise. It's because it's what we need. He said, uh, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Um, let me say this and, and I'll move on to the last thought and be done positionally I got all the salvation I'm ever going to get positionally I got all of grace I'm ever going to get positionally I am saved I am justified I am washed practically me and you get up in this world every day every day we deal with our flesh is that not right every day need mercy and the Lord said to the, his disciples and his hearers you're going to need some mercy and if you'll be merciful when you need it it'll be there it's blessed because it is what we need and God's still willing to give it not just the one time and then when you messed it up again 
Well, there ain't no more. I'm going to tell you something tonight and move on. That's a fountain that don't run out. You say, preacher, should I play around in sin? Is that a license to sin? Oh, absolutely not. Because you and I reap what we sow. But I'll tell you what it'll do. It'll make you never want to sin again. It'll make you never want to do that. When you experience mercy, it'll make you never want that kind of mercy again. Not because there's something wrong with the mercy, but because there's something so lovely of the merciful. Here's the last one I'm done. It's a blessed promise because that's what we are. It's blessed because that's what we do. It's blessed because that's what we need. We need mercy. But it's blessed because, oh, and I think you're going to like this one. That's what we get. <laughs> I'm going to let that settle in. It's blessed because that's what we are. Jesus changed us. It's blessed because it's what we do. We show it. It's blessed because that's what we need. We need it now. But it's blessed because that's what we get. <laughs> There's a God side to all of this. When you remove God and there is no mercy... There's a man side to all of this and you remove man and there is no need of mercy. Mercy only works if there's God. Mercy only works if there's man. And the reason why mercy works because it originates from God. It flows from his nature but it extends to man who is in need of it. There is mercy from God. Now again, I'm going to say this and I want you to get it in about 12 seconds. And then we'll move past it and I'm close to being finished. I promise I am. Um, when Jesus saved you, you are saved, you are saved, you are saved. You belong to him. He's not going to unsave you. He's not going to unwash you. You are his. Hallelujah. That's 15 seconds. Um, this text is not teaching if you'll be merciful down here God might let you into heaven mm, not what it's teaching I got too much Bible that contradicts that for by one offering he hath saved forever them that are sanctified how'd you get sanctified when he saved me when he saved me he saved me forever it's not of works that we have done Then what is it teaching? They shall obtain mercy. You're going to need some mercy. And uh, if you need it, you give it. God will make sure when you need it that there'll be somebody. Now you may, I may give it to Levi. And uh, I hope that I do and hope that I will and probably I'll do better at it. Just because I gave it to Levi, don't guarantee that Levi's going to in return give it to me. But it does mean, according to that promise, that God will find somebody. <laughs> He'll find somebody to be merciful to me. 
There's the God side of it. There's the human side of it. It just goes to reason. It may not always go this way, but if you'll be merciful to people in your life, they'll be merciful to you. When everybody around you is falling and you're walking around with your pious attitude saying, I knew that was going to happen. I told you so. Mm -hmm. And then you have the audacity to tell them, well, I knew that was coming. That's probably what they're going to look at you with when your day comes. But when you see a brother overtaken in a fault, you that are spiritual restore such a one in a manner of meekness. You say, brother, and he's wanting to get right. You can't restore people and they ain't wanting to get right, but he's wanting it to be right. And you say, well, I remember sometimes I've been wrong. Lord God, help me. Bless me and you pray. I'm going to be your friend. And God's going to help you. <laughs> I promise you one thing. If you ever do have trouble, there'll be one fella in this world you'll be able to call. Yeah, Blessed are the merciful. Because that is what they get. They get mercy. From men. They get mercy with God. They get mercy from themselves. You don't have to explain that, preacher. Well, I'm glad you asked. That's what I plan on doing, and then I am done. I want to read you some verses. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 21. He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness, and honor. He that followeth after righteousness and mercy. Said if, if, if you're living after righteousness and mercy, here's what you'll find. Hear me now, I'm nearly done. Are y'all good still? Here's what you'll find. Life, righteousness, and honor. The merciful will find life, righteousness. Proverbs eleven seventeen. The merciful man doeth good to his own soul. There's something about you giving mercy. That'll turn around and do good to your own soul and nobody else is even involved. But he that is cruel troubleth his own flesh. If you want to be bitter and angry and upset strifeful and live in vengeance you'll trouble your own flesh but the merciful man doeth good to his own soul Proverbs 14 21 he that hath mercy on the poor happy is he Proverbs 18 25 with the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful boy ain't that something it's a blessed promise because that's what we are, because that's what we do, because that's what we need, because that's what we get when we're merciful. We get mercy. Luke chapter 6 verse 38, give 
and it shall be given unto you. Give what? Well, we always take that as give tithe, give offerings, but give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. I guess you could put give forgiveness, and forgiveness shall be given unto you. Give your service, and good service will be given to you. Give mercy. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. The promise of, to the merciful is so wonderful because that's what you get. Boy, that that man is so full of mercy. That woman is so full of mercy. You know why? Because that's what they are. Oh, they're so merciful. You know why? Because it's what they do. It ain't always what they did. But something flowed into them one day that filled them so full. And it's been flowing out of them. And you'd think it, it would run out, but every morning they get up and their cup's full again. Boy, they're so merciful. You know why? Because that's what they need. And a man who knows he needs it, you won't have a hard time getting him to give it. Not if he's got any sense. You know people who won't give it? People who don't think they ever needed it. Oh, I needed mercy one time when I was 17. <laughs> oh, I needed mercy one time when I was 21, had a bad night. Come on now. You need mercy right now. It is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. It is of the Lord's mercies that we're not kicked off into hell. Right now. I need mercy. I need mercy. You know why? Oh, that man, that woman, they're so merciful. You know why? It's because it's what they're going to get. I want my wife to come to the piano tonight. I want us to stand. Blessed are the merciful. They shall obtain mercy. It's in me. It's in you. I need the Lord to help teach me how to apply it more often. And I need to thank the Lord tonight that it's there. And I see it. One day I ran into me. I was saved as a boy. Church kids don't think they need a whole lot of anything. Most of them are hard to talk into believing they've ever done wrong. I mean, they know they did a little wrong, needed a little, little whipping, you know. Mom and dad might be justified in that, but they never deserved hell. Until the day they run into themselves and realize that wickedness in their heart. But about the time they run into them, they'll run into him and all of his mercy. Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you for mercy. 
help now in the invitation. In Christ's name, blessed are the merciful. 